Hello and welcome to the next edition of the Enterprise Doctor Business Show. My name is Mark Harris and I am the Enterprise Doctor. I do advice and support for businesses. And my guest today is Nick Hoadley of Insurance Search. How are you, Nick? Very well, thanks, Mark. Great to be here. Good. Very nice to have you. Because this is audio people can't see what I can see on a Zoom call, which is a brilliant backdrop that you have with Big Ben on one side and the Empire State Building on the other side. And we will talk later about why you've chosen that to be your backdrop, because I know that's that's quite relevant to you. But before we get into that, insurance search, clearly, I hope it's clear you're in the insurance market. And the search bit is because you're a recruitment company. And I do like businesses whose name explains what they do. So how long has insurance search been going? And how did you, what's the sort of journey to today? How have you grown it from a standing start to what it is today? Yeah, so we started around about four years ago. We've, we're just coming up to four years of trading now um i believe we met mark about six months before that so we've known each other now for for almost five years of that time which has been great it seems like longer but hey <laughs> <laughs> uh it's funny what you say about our backdrop as well yeah we've got a lovely backdrop with uh, london on one side and and new york on the other side but because i thought today was a, a zoom video call i actually had my my haircut this morning just trimmed down especially for it so to find out it's audio (laughs) (laughs) but you look lovely okay so tell me about insurance search you started four and a bit years ago you have grown it to what kind of scale and yeah it's a tough world out there the recruitment market is a tough market so how have you done what you've done we we started off like most businesses as a, as a one man band. I didn't have a business partner, so it was it was just myself working out of the back of my bedroom for the first year to eighteen months. We've slowly grown. We're up to six people now in the team. So although we're we're a, we're a boutique business and we we have grown, we've not we've not grown like some of the the mega fast businesses out there. So it's been slow and slow and gradual, but we're going in the right direction. So there's plenty of choices of recruitment companies out there. And clearly, if I'm in the insurance sector, then you're a candidate for me to talk to you about potentially finding me a job or finding me uh, a new employee, depending on which side of the fence I am. But what is it that makes your business special? Why are you being successful? Why are you growing when others might not be? Okay, so I'd say there's, there's, there's three answers to that. The first thing is the data that we have, and that's very much gives us the reach to speak to the most amount of candidates in the market. That's a very important thing on on how we go about doing our job. Another element about how we do our job is our expertise. So I actually used to be an insurance broker myself, and I sit on the Insurance Institute Council and very much still involved in the insurance industry. So we have that expertise, but I think it's our, our why we, we work to help people and our motivation every day is to actually help people 
either if they're in a job at the moment where they're very unhappy, it can really affect your whole life if you're not happy at work. And I've certainly experienced that in the past. If you're out out of work for no fault of your own, if you're you've been made redundant and you need helping back into the market, or if you just need educating, so perhaps you're working at a, a small business on the high street and you actually don't know about the career opportunities that you can have. We've certainly helped lots of people go from um, very run-of-the-mill standard um, jobs on the high street to working in big city firms now and, and, and doing really well. So I would say the, the main thing is our passion for, for helping people. Excellent. I'm, I, I only wish I was in the insurance industry and needed to hire somebody. I'd, I'd use you. Okay. So up to about seven, eight weeks ago, things were going swimmingly. And then this funny or perhaps not so funny thing called the virus hit us and lockdown and all of that good stuff. So how did that impact you? What was the effect on the business? It's been a massive challenge. To be honest with you, it's been a, it's been a huge challenge. I think it, the recruitment sector is probably one of the first sectors to be hit. Obviously, as the virus hit and started spreading, the first thing that businesses did was to cut the cost and, and freeze their recruitment needs. That's certainly what we did as a business. We, we first of all cut our costs and we were going to hire some people this summer and we, we, we've put them on hold. So that was the first thing that really hit us. And that was about three, three weeks before the lockdown even happened. We were just getting email after email from our clients saying that recruitment was now on a freeze. And we went pretty much overnight from having 45 active clients to zero clients. Wow. So, yeah, so That's, it was a huge impact. And from a, from a psychological perspective, your, your business is your baby. You built it up over, you know, four years. You've got up to six people and then it just goes to nothing. Not quite overnight, but in the space of a week. How, how did you deal with that psychologically? And then how did you deal with it from a, from a business perspective? I think psychologically it's, it's, it's very difficult the one thing I think is there's, there's no point feeling sorry for yourself and you've just got to keep looking forward and, and, and pressing forward as best as you can. And I've probably not actually sat down and really thought about it um, like that. And it, I think for my benefit, it's probably, probably not a good thing to do. What, what we've done is try to adapt and try and pivot as much as we can. So very quickly, we looked at some of the markets that might still recruit during this time and within the insurance market the majority of the work that we do is within broking and underwriting but actually we could see that the claims market the claims services that these insurance companies are running are going to get very busy during the corona period obviously people's holidays are being cancelled left right and center um, and people are going to be making all sorts of claims on their business insurance policies so we started some campaigns pretty much within 24 hours aimed at the claims market. We also then looked at some other areas in the world. So our, our major markets are the UK and the United States, and that has majorly been in, in New York, in New York City. Obviously, they were in lockdown very, very quickly and, and, and very tightly. So we looked at some other markets we could explore and some of the states of America that didn't have so severe lockdown restrictions we we started um started working in those markets and contacting some of the firms with with claims companies 
there and they they we found out that they still needed a requirement so we've managed to pivot slightly and we're working sort of crazy hours in the evening and <laughs> stateside time eastern time and central time but it's been brilliant actually we've we've managed to open up a a, a new market essentially for us and we're we're, we're going to hope to keep that going post post lockdown until things pick up more in the uk Firstly, credit to you for doing all of that, for, for not spotting the opportunity, for going out and hunting down the opportunity and recognizing the opportunity and then, then working on it. And now I understand the backdrop behind you of the Empire State Building and Big Ben. It's very much, you, you have a foot on both sides of the pond. And clearly, when the big issues go away, which we all hope they will, and we all hope they will soon, but when they do go away, there's no reason for you to stop that push in the States. If anything, you can accelerate it. And you hopefully your 45 clients that you had active in the UK will one by one come back to you and start giving you some more work in the UK as well. So you did have six people that was in, including yourself. I'm guessing the other five are furloughed. Yeah, so we've got three three people on furlough. We've got one person who's who's still working, and we've got another person who was on a consultancy contract. So um, okay. we, we've paused that until until things pick back up again in the yeah. UK. So for the American market, it's just that smaller team that's focusing on it. But as soon as things do pick up in the UK then hopefully you'll be able to unfurlough those people, bring them back on board and, and get going. I think that was actually really, really important. At the time when we were receiving those emails and calls from our clients to say that they were putting recruitment on hold, it clearly could have been, and I know a lot of recruitment businesses out there were, were axing staff very quickly, left, right and centre, and I think because we took that time to just pivot slightly and look at some other markets to try and keep things going as, as long as possible, it gave us that time. And then when, when the government did announce the furlough scheme, we could then offer that to our employees rather than redundancy. And I'm, I'm, I'm very glad that we did that because I think those businesses out there who, who are very quick to cut people, even if they brought them back now as, as furlough, I, I think it's unlikely that those staff members are going to want to stay with that business who is so so quick to cut. So that that's important, I think. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of staff or former staff of a lot of businesses who now have a different feel for their employer. And some employers have dealt admirably with their staff and some have not done quite as good a job of that so i'm delighted you fall into the admirable category and i hope that your staff feel the same way as uh, as i do about that any feel from you of when things might ease are there any indications yet from people we're recording this on the 12th of may it's been a day or so since the prime minister talked about a very very slight easing of restrictions and, and we moved into the if you have to go to work go to work phase what's the what's your feel for the insurance market in the uk at the moment so i think the first four weeks companies were scrambling trying to work out how to deal with it how to try and cope with everybody working from home 
a lot of companies are not not built for it. They needed to get the laptops, they needed to get the IT support in, and it was all very much internal focus about how, how we get through this. I think we're through that point now where, where companies are very comfortable with their employees working from home. They're now looking those looking and who can still grow or to replace key key members are, are now looking to do that and they're now comfortable about holding those interviews via zoom via skype and we're now starting to see some shoots of positivity coming through there certainly the conversations i've been having with my clients over the last week or so have, have suggested that they're ready to go again which is which is good. How things develop with with people actually going back into the office, I'm not so sure. Clearly, working in professional services, majority of people can work from home, so they'll they'll still be working from home for the foreseeable future. So I'm not sure how that will work, but we we've certainly been able to recruit people and onboard people, um, and people have been starting jobs at new companies during lockdown. And we've been able to work with that employer to ensure that they've uh, sent them across a laptop, they've sent them across all the software, and then they've had calls with their IT support to download that software and to get them up and running as quickly as possible and get them on Zoom calls with the rest of their team later on that week. So it is actually possible during this time to start at a new business and to be onboarded. And, um, you know, if you take the right steps, there's, there's no reason why you shouldn't. Firstly, that's that's really encouraging. I like the positivity of it, and I don't, you, you're not making it up. That's how you feel, and it's what you're seeing. I like the idea of some green shoots out there and some stuff starting to happen, which is good. I also think that from the perspective of recruiting people, geography used to be very relevant because clearly you had to live or be prepared to relocate somewhere so that you were within commute of wherever the office is. If people are much more prepared to work from home and employers are much more prepared to have people working remotely and perhaps never coming to the office, then if you're an employer in Glasgow, then a candidate on the South Coast is worth talking to. And if you're on the South Coast, uh, a candidate in Glasgow is worth talking to. The geographical constraints are far less important. Definitely. I think as, as more and more businesses go remote, it doesn't matter on, on geographical location, whether that be in the UK or, or, or across the globe, if you want to get the right person for that particular position, then you can do that. And, and it will allow other teams to work across different time zones as well, which would give you actually more hours of the day productivity wise. So that's interesting because I hadn't thought about the time zone angle because what I was thinking when you're talking to clients in New York or, or central United States, you haven't really got access to that many candidates. Clearly, you're building your candidate list in, in that geography. But if somebody lives in Glasgow or, or London or Brighton, they could just as easily work remotely from there for a client base in the States as they could for a client elsewhere in the UK. Yep. And one of our clients is an insurance business in, in Brighton. They've got two offices. One is in Brighton and one is in New York and they're looking to grow further in New York. And of course, they work within teams. People are based in Brighton. They're based in other parts of the UK out of that Brighton office 
and then they're based across different states of the United States as well. So, yeah, it's, it, it's very easy to, to join things up. And I think we can actually take a bit of a lesson from the US model. Um, clearly, over years and years and years across the states, there's been companies where they'll have uh, rovit, roving business development people going from state to state and conference to conference. And actually, they've been working from, from home during that time. I think in the UK, we've been a little bit more because we're a smaller country, that we need to be close to the office and, and seen in the office day to day. But I think attitudes are certainly changing towards that. And I think long may that continue. Really interesting. The, the new normal is a phrase that's bandied about a lot. I wonder if this is a new normal for recruitment and for, for where your employees are based. Time will tell. Nick. It has been really interesting. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing all of that information. I am really encouraged about the economy in general and where we might be going. Clearly, times are tough right now. But one of my favorite sayings is this too will pass. And from what you're saying, there are already signs of that starting to happen. If people want to get in touch with you, ideally people within the insurance sector who are either looking to recruit people or who are candidates seeking employment or considering seeking employment. If the idea of working from home and having the boss in New York appeals to you, that, uh, that's quite appealing to me. I find that quite interesting, but I'm in the wrong sector. Never mind. So if people want to get in touch with you, all of your contact details are within the notes that come with the podcast. And if people want to get in touch with me, I'm Mark Harris, I'm Enterprise Doctor, and I do advice and support for small businesses. All of my contact details are also in the podcast notes. I hope you've um, enjoyed the conversation. It's been great, Mark. Thanks very much for having me. Good. My pleasure. I hope that our listeners have also enjoyed it. If you have listeners, please give us five stars. We like those ratings. And if you do want to get in touch with Nick or myself, we will both be very happy to hear from you. But for now, this is Mark Harris from Enterprise Doctor signing off. 